celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Just another tremendous show in what happens to be, I believe, the third episode of the Season of Stars by Accident. <laughs> As uh, The what? The season. Well, we usually have the Season of Stars here on Animal Radio. Yeah, that went a couple months. A uh-huh. couple months. Time. Went almost a year. Yeah, I guess it did. Holy moly, yes. And uh, it's it's happening again. For some reason, all the celebs are coming out. We had uh, Joyce DeWitt on uh-huh. a couple of weeks uh-huh. back. Uh, Dean Koontz last week. Yes. Today, right. Charlotte Ross will be joining us, talking about the animals that she loves and has in her world. Next week, country star Lori Morgan will be joining us. And wow. then there's rumor that Hillary cool. Swank will be joining us here in the near future, right here on Animal Radio. These are all... Oh, I, I love her. Oh, don't and you And they know? love their animals, yes. too. And we, I know why she's going to be on, and this is going to be very, very, very cool. Oh. I just put two and two together. Here. Good stuff. for you. Good for you. You know who's on today? It's Jackson Galaxy, who's the uh, big, he's like the cat whisperer. Yeah, he is. This mm-hmm. will be his second or third time, or in Judy's head, maybe the sixth or seventh time. Thirteen. Uh, <laughs> on Animal Radio. He's uh, actually talking about his new book called Catification, which tells you how to turn your house into a cat-friendly... That's cool. Yes. Into a yeah. cat house. A cat yeah, house. Cat-friendly house. Yep. So uh, let's get going right here. What do you got, Tammy? What are you working on today? Well, you know, it's so hard if you have animals to find a place to rent. Everybody knows that, and it's so terribly expensive. But there is one city in Northern California that may be putting a stop to landlords saying, no, I won't rent to you because you have a cat, a dog, a guinea pig, a fish, a bird, or whatever. Well, I know that happens a lot. Hopefully yeah, it you'll, does. Uh, does. you'll have answers for us coming up in just a few minutes mm-hmm. right here on Animal Radio. Joey, what are you working on? Well, you know, I'm going to respond to getting yelled at um, this week for not getting someone in their holiday appointments that are coming up because we're already booked for the holidays. So I'm going to give people a tip on how to sneak their pets in um, real easy. You run and you open the door and you throw them in and then you close the door and you take off. <laughs> that, well, that, that, that usually works too, but we boot them right back out at that point. Okay, well, oh. Tips with uh, Joey Villani, the dog father, in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Let's hit the phones right now for your calls. Toll free for Dr. Debbie or for dog father Joey Villani, 1-866-405-8405. Well, hi, Pauline. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Very well. Where are you calling from today? I'm in uh, Albany, New York. Albany, New York. So what's going on? How can we help you? Okay. I have a nine-year-old. Um, Aussie Blue Healer Mix. Uh, I've had her since she was eight months old. Um, she's always been on the timid side, the nervous side, I guess. Now, she's going through separation anxiety, which started about a year ago when I moved into this new apartment. Um, mm-hmm. And basically, um, I have got her in a thunder shirt, which tends to work. I have her on 30 milligrams of Prozac every day. Um, and I'm just really lost as to, um, I, I know with pheromones, I've been talking to people about pheromones, but I'm kind of lost as to where to go. I mean, if I take her to work with me, she's as happy as a clam. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I, uh, if I leave her home for one day, take her to the next, it just makes like, I mean, she threw up the other day going to doggy daycare, so, you know, the anxiety gets worse. Uh, mm-hmm. so I'm kind of lost. So when she has exhibited the behavior at home, what did, what does she do? What what all kind of uh, problems does she okay. exhibit? Um, she's in a, an older crate, which is like um, probably 30 years old, so it's very well built. You know, it's a heavy metal. She's 
she's actually gone through the front. She has like a small hole that she's put in the front of it, literally just chewing the wire. Mm-hmm. Um, I've taped her. I've recorded her from my computer, and she'll stand there and whine and, and yip. She has a very high-pitched bark. Um, and then she paces. She'll crawl at the pit cage. She paces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she yips. She's constantly panting. So um, high anxiety. Okay. And has she? have you always created her, or is that just something you've done to manage things? No, I trained her to the crate when she started with the separation anxiety. She eats in there every night. She actually, um, she's very good at it. When I'm in the apartment and I forget she's there, I'll look around going, uh-oh, where is she? And she's sitting in there waiting for me. You know, it's the, mm-hmm. so it's not a situation that she hates the crate, I don't think. I don't know if I, if I put her on a different anti-anxiety medicine or... Well, I, th- I think this is going to come to, there's no drug that's going to fix this. It's really going to have to f- fall on the hard work of behavior modification. And anytime we talk about separation anxiety, I always tell people, I can't give you a pill to fix this, and I can't give you a gadget to put on your dog. We really have to do the footwork and do that desensitizing. And that basically goes back to your um, departures and your arrivals. And any dog with separation anxiety, we really have to look at how we react and interact with our dogs. So if when a, a person comes home from work during the day, if you greet your dog, you pet them, right. you see what a good I dog they are. Completely. Yeah, I'm sorry, interrupting, but I ignore exactly. her because she's a basket case. Yes, so, so and that is that is the right technique. So for about 15 mm-hmm. to 30 minutes, either before you leave or when you arrive back home, you have to ignore her. So those kind of steps we have to work on. And then also some of those practice cues. You know, we have to, you know, the departure of you leaving the house sets off anxiety in her. So things like, you know, grabbing your purse, grabbing your keys, walking out the door, all of those things build up towards more and more anxiety. So if we're not practicing those um, cues and... What do you say practicing? You mean like... uh Picking up the keys and not leaving or something? Yeah. So when we first work with um, behavior modification, we have to basically act like you're going to leave, but don't. And we do that. I usually recommend people do that two to four times a day. So you don't have to do it constantly, but it basically means that, you know, for the rest of the day, you're going to have problems. But we want to really practice that. So, you know, you pick up your purse, you put on your jacket, you tie your shoes, and then you go sit on the couch. Or you go in the kitchen and you do dishes. And you don't pay any attention to the dog during this because in many cases they're going to start getting anxious. You're going to start seeing that panting and pacing. You ignore the dog um, when they're behaving in an anxious manner. So you practice those cues and eventually if you have a calm, relaxed dog, then you move up to where you actually walk out the door with um, those types of triggers. Um, But those are are steps that (laughs) doesn't, it's not immediately. It takes a lot of work and a lot of practice. Is she traded or do I leave her loose when when I'm doing this? Well, that's the problem, is if you cannot safely keep her in the home without her causing major destruction, sometimes crating is a necessary step. But whether you have a pet sitter or not, the very important thing is to keep the pet stimulated and keep them entertained. Um, so I've had a dog where the dog used to eat through drywall um, in the owner's home unless they can find it. And then they can find it in the crate, and it would break its teeth and actually lacerate its gums trying to get out. So there was no solution of confinement or leaving it in the home alone. They had to take that dog to daycare. And that was really the only viable solution in that type of situation so sometimes you have to look at things and find the lesser of the the evils but um for me yeah. if you can go for the constant supervision it'll be the best best uh, step there when you uh, start training them like retraining them by practicing how long does it take you say it takes a long time like a week a month <laughs> it de- three months it- 
This depends upon consistency and practice. So if it's only practice once a day, mm-hmm. you know, you may not ever get there. Um, if it's something done consistently, and that's the other thing. All family members or all people in the household have to be on board with the kind of steps that we're talking about. And we also need to make sure we're, we're training the dog to be calm. So we don't tell them what we don't want them to do. We want to show them what we want them to do. So when you get ready to leave, we want to teach them a nice quiet spot where they can be calm and you reward that calmness for going to pillow or go to your place. And that's got to be the thing that they learn at other times, not just when you're walking out the door, because it's not going to work if they don't know that command and that behavior and know that calmness that they, uh, they get rewarded for. So there, there's, it's hard, Hal. You know, yeah. timeline, it really does vary. I hope that helps you, Pauline, uh, a little bit right, there. Thank you. Thanks for your call today. one 405 Yeah, separation anxiety, not always the easiest to deal with, but a lot of people have that. Yeah, you don't have to go very, very far common. to find it. Yes. Very common. And a lot of times, you know, some dogs, we don't know their early exposure. So, you know, sometimes adoptions are later in life if they're they're new to us. So, you know, we got a lot to overcome. You know, I actually get separation anxiety like when my pet leaves or, or goes into another room and I miss my we, pet. I <laughs> have clients that we, we joke about that. There are clients that have separation anxiety from their pets. And usually their dogs are fine hanging out in the back <laughs> office in the veterinary hospital. But the client is pacing. They're wringing their hands or they go home and they're calling every 30 minutes. So, yeah, it does I, I have that too, one. but it, but it's reverse. Usually, when when my wife comes home, I get I get anxiety, and when oh, she leaves, um, I, I lose the anxiety. Oh. Joey, I'm going to tell her. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Hello, gorgeous. Bare Minerals just won its 10th Glammy Award for Best Prestige Foundation. And to celebrate, we're offering risk-free trials of Bare Minerals makeup to all women nationwide. That's right. Every woman who calls right now can get a full-size risk-free trial of Bare Minerals makeup, plus a free five-piece makeup set. For yours, call 1-800-936-1480. This is an exclusive radio-only offer you don't want to miss. Bare Minerals Foundation gives you flawlessly beautiful coverage with a no-makeup feel. And it's clinically proven to promote clearer, healthier-looking skin. No wonder it's won 10 Glammys in a row. And now you can try Bare Minerals Makeup for yourself. Call now to find out how you can participate in our nationwide risk-free trial. And join the millions who've already tried Bare Minerals Makeup and fallen in love with their skin again. Plus, we'll send you a free five-piece makeup set, our gift to you. Hurry, don't miss this exclusive radio-only offer. 1-800-936-1480 one 800 I would like to invite you to participate in a brief survey on personal values. I'll make a statement, and you simply think agree or disagree. Ready? Here we go. Statement one. My life is complicated, so I appreciate simplicity. Agree or disagree? Two. I tend to make my own decisions, which may or may not be the popular ones. Three. When buying luxury products, I don't mind paying for the best, but I hate to overpay. Four, I value both form and function. And five, I value pure, clean design. Now, if you agreed with these statements, you are the type of person for whom the 2014 Bosch Kitchen was designed. With unrivaled European design, it's a kitchen designed around our mutual values. It's a kitchen designed around life, on your terms. The 2014 Bosch Kitchen, perfection in every detail. Step up to a Bosch Kitchen package of three or more appliances and get a 10% rebate. See the new Bosch Kitchen at your Bosch retailer. Hi, this is Joyce Hewitt on Animal Radio. Please stay and neuter your animals. Thank you. 
You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Obviously, working at Animal Radio doesn't exactly always pay the bills. We all have our hands in other things. For instance, Judy does a little bit of pet sitting on the side, dog walking. Joey Volani has a great line of uh, stain removals. It will get blood out of the carpet. You want to check that out. And, of course, Dr. Debbie has a book, several books, four books, Yorkshire Terrier, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend, I suggest, if if you happen to have one of those breeds, the Yorkshire Terriers or the Shih Tzus, the Pugs or the Mini Schnauzers, you check out this book because I'm telling you, it is like the owner's manual or the guardian's manual for these dogs. And she does a fine job of writing, too. She's a good writer. Uh, we welcome Steve to the show. Hi, Steve. Hi, how are you doing? Good. Where are you calling from today? Uh, Costa Mesa, California. Costa Mesa. Okay, listening in Los Angeles. How can we help you? i got the whole team here for you. Yeah, I have a dog. I adopted him about, uh, he's seven years old now. It's a Red Merle Australian Shepherd, purebred. I adopted him about five years ago when he was two up from the uh, pound. And, uh, you know, he, he was really abused when I got him. He was a biter and he bit people and stuff. But I, I've really worked with him and he's come along. He's a great job, but he still has an issue with other dogs. And mm-hmm. so when he'll come up uh, to another dog, you know, and the dog will be up to him and he'll be friendly, and then boom, all of a sudden he'll just snap at the other dog. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's like once he snaps at the dog, he's usually pretty good with the dog after that, but, you know, most people don't want to give him a second chance. Yeah. And, uh, you know, so I have some close friends that, you know, are willing to, and he's friends with those dogs, but other dogs he just, it's like a dominance thing, and I, I don't know how to overcome that. Well, you know, some of the things that jump to mind right away from what you've described, there are some dogs that if they aren't adequately socialized when they're young and in that very moldable period of time of, uh, you know, about 5 to 12 to 16 weeks of age, if they don't have a lot of interactions on how to behave with other dogs or with people, they actually kind of fail to learn those cues on how to read another animal or person's behavior and, and how to react to that. So some of what an, another dog might understand is, okay, this dog is approaching me, but its tail is wagging. I don't need to be on on the uh, protection or I don't need to be on the defense. Whereas other dogs just, just don't get it if they've never been exposed to that. So they might be more unpredictable and not follow the cues of another dog. Um, yeah, and I think so, that's exactly what I think what you're saying is exactly what's happened. I just think they mm-hmm. probably got him, you know, pulled him away from his mother when he was really young. But how do I overcome that? Well, you know, one of the things is just allowing him to snap at the other dog. I don't see that as a solution. We want to control the situation before you get to that point because once that's already happened, you've already failed. So we yeah, want so that. What I've been trying to do is just keep him away from other dogs, you know. But uh, I'd really like him to get to the point where he can socialize with other dogs. Well, in, in what we want and what may be realistic for a pet with aggressive tendencies can be very different. So that's where, we're, you know, I always I, I have high hopes when we manage things like this, but we have to be realistic. And not every dog can we work through the aggression to the level where they're going to play nice at, say, dog parks or at friends' homes and things like that. Um, we, we're going to just have to see how it works out and what your dog's response to the situations are. So now... Avoiding the situation. Let me point one, one point, one thing out. I mean, I have taken him to the dog beach and let him loose at the dog beach. He plays rough, but I mean, he gets along, you know, in some situations with other dogs. So, you know, it's, it's you know, but then when I'm, he's on a leash walking them and another dog comes up to him, that's when he has the issue. 
Right. Well, sometimes they get leash dominance, too. Exactly. We could have other issues other than just inter-dog social things. When you throw the human into the mix of things, it complicates things. So we're not just talking about inter-dog aggression. We're talking about protective aggression. So um, a dog that protects or is aggressive only when on the leash by the owner made you well off-leash in other scenarios. And and that's something that you just to, you know, I usually advise to work with a, a behaviorist to help work through these things. But in managing a dog dog that is reactive or will bark or snap at another dog on a leash, part of what you're doing is good, that we're trying to avoid situations that could escalate and cause problems, but we need to work on training kind of in conjunction with that. So as you're trying to avoid those situations that get him amped up, anxious, and he may end, end up snapping, we want to teach him calm behaviors. So what I usually, what I do for my dog is I teach her the watch me command. And it's basically your dog looks at you makes eye contact, you give a treat. You reward them positively for looking at you for direction. And usually most dogs are sitting during this time, so that kind of is another way of just practicing basic obedience. But do that when you're avoiding those other dogs. You don't even have them in the sight or smell nearby for him. Practice that so he can learn to be relaxed and be responsive to your voice. And then that's the kind of thing that then with time we would approach dogs from a distance and then really watch his body language because... Tenses up when other dogs come around. I've noticed that. Yeah. So before that happens, we want to cut things short and turn and calmly, you know, turn in another direction. So just before he starts, you'll know once that distance, you start to say, okay, you know, 20 yards from here, there's another dog, and I can see his ears are perking up. He's looking. His shoulders are getting a bit puffed up in the front. That's too close for him at that point. So in the future, you try to keep the distance back further and then work on the basic things like, you know, obedience commands and the watch me command. And then eventually, when he does that really well, we'll try to challenge that with a little bit closer proximity to another dog. We're not going to go nose to nose. We're not going anywhere close to that. We just want him to be okay with the sight of another dog nearby and being calm and looking to you for uh cues so watching mm-hmm. you and looking for you that's really what we're going to want to work on so uh, you, you've got a lot of the, the right ideas and obviously he's come a long way um but oh, i think that way <laughs> <laughs> well good good well try that and then definitely if you are having other issues with close inner er, interactions where he's unpredictable or not giving cues because that can be the other problem is that a dog that sometimes is aggressive to another dog doesn't kind of give those other signals so he may not be given off the visual cues of you know hey i'm un- i'm not cool with this and the other dogs can't read it because he's not given those those signs um so you know working with a trainer to kind of help uh on the ground can also be very helpful See, what I thought was if I just, you know, could find a place where he can, I can just leave him for a week with a pack of dogs where he could just, you know, <laughs> intermingle and learn learn the behaviors, you know, but I think that's probably a good uh, ideal solution. Well, you know, we, that's kind of like flooding where we throw an animal into a situation that makes them anxious or fearful and let them work through that. And in general, that doesn't really help. It's just going to increase this anxiety. But, um, you know, there are situations where I, I do have a doggy uh, facility that I use where we go for training. And they do often work with dogs that have these kind of problems. But they do it on a one-on-one basis first and don't just let the dog lose because that's not safe for anybody. Okay. Dogs about to so, talk up on dog treats. Absolutely. You know what? As a veterinarian, I used to be so opposed to treats and food rewards. 
And I can tell you, the, the benefits of food and positive reinforcement, it goes so far. And um, I have changed my ways. I used to say, don't give treats, don't give. I give my dogs boiled chicken. I give them uh, string cheese. You know, they get all sorts of stuff. But I use it in a training method when I want a high-value reward that really gets them excited. And I know they're going to respond to me instead of whatever else is, you know, I'm working on the training with. Okay. Well, thanks for your call, Steve. All right. Thank you, guys. Good luck with that. Toll free, it's 1-866-405-8405. Now, for Wacky Wednesday, this week, that's our Facebook contest. You send us your wackiest pet photos. This week, the prize is, Vanna? We have, from Merrick, we have Merrick Dental Chews. These are really good dental chews. They're all natural, and they help clean your dog's teeth and give them that fresh breath. It's in a tasty, digestible treat. And the difference with their dental chews is they're grain-free and gluten-free. Oh, good. good. And they're made in the U.S. with nothing in it from China. So oh, you can trust there you them. Go. Even yes. better, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you want to pick up on that, upload your Wacky Wednesday picture of your pet at our Facebook page. And uh, you can do that. I believe they do that all week long until Wednesday. If I'm not mistaken, you can do that. And if you don't have a wacky picture of your pet, you can vote on the other Wacky Wednesday pictures over at our Facebook page. Yeah, there's lots of wacky pictures up there. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, this is Elaine Boozer on Animal Radio. Stay a new to your pets and some of your exes. <laughs> Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. So much has changed since Geico started saving people money over 75 years ago. We weren't attached to our smartphones like today. Smartphones didn't exist. If you wanted to talk to someone, you just hollered out your back door. Hey, Darla, want to go steady? No chance? Okay, then. We had no privacy. But hey, with GEICO, we always had good car insurance. GEICO, saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. Lumber Liquidators, America's largest specialty flooring store, is using our buying power to offer great deals in over 230 hardwood and laminate floors just in time for the holidays. Get pre-finished three-quarter inch solid maple for $159 a square foot. That's more than half off other stores. Save up to 43% on our thickest and best laminates. Plus, attach padding at no extra cost and get other incredible flooring deals. Plus, 18 months special financing. Get to your local store. These deals are going on now. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. Hi, I'm Junior, Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world, sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore 
or subscribe online at phytofriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. The Movie Man 6-Second DVD Review starts now. It's a blatant DT meets Chronicle knockoff, but it's the chemistry with the kids that makes Earth Echo worth watching. My man! 6-Second Reviews are brought to you by Disney's Big Hero 6 from the creators of Frozen and Wreck-It Ralph in 3D November 7th. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. We've had stories on the show about how hard it is to find an apartment or a house to rent if you have pets. Now, that could actually change in the near future in the city of Berkeley in Northern California. A city councilman there, Jesse Eriquin, is talking about trying to get rid of no-pet policies. His proposal would reportedly require landlords to accept renters with cats, dogs, or other small house pets, everything from rabbits to reptiles, as long as the pets are well-behaved and don't disturb the other renters. Their proposal could require, and they're still putting this thing together, it could require renters to get pet insurance and take care of any property damage caused by their animals, even if it exceeds the amount of their security deposit. Eriquin's office says the measure is partly the result of all the confusion over the rules concerning emotional support animals, not just service animals for people with disabilities, but the current trend of people whose doctors say they need a pet to help with conditions like anxiety. If this thing goes through, it would be the first of its kind in the nation. Meanwhile, most landlords who allow pets do insist on the pet deposit. We know that. But many are now starting to charge a monthly pet rent. Now, this is anything from 10 to $50 a month. Apartments.com did a survey and 29% of the people who use their service said they are paying that monthly fee to have their pets, and that's up 20% from last year. Well, if you're into classic Hollywood like I am, you know who Joan Fontaine was. The Academy Award-winning actress died last December at the age of 96. She's not going to be forgotten soon by animal lovers. Proceeds from the sale of her fantastic home of in Carmel, California, will go to the Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals in Monterey County, as well as a sale of all its contents, and that includes the Oscar she won for her role in Alfred Hitchcock's 1941 film, Classic Suspicion. That could bring $300,000 alone when it's auctioned by Christie's next month. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. I'd say 10, 4, 5, 12. How many different beers do you think Sam Adams brews in a year? I think Sam Adams is about 10 different beers. I can think of the Boston Lager. Summer Ale? Summer Cherry Wheat. Oh, Cherry Wheat. Rebel IPA. Sam Adams brews over 60 different styles of beer a year. I'm shocked. This is crazy. So obviously we were wrong. I had no idea Sam Adams made this many. These, these go up against some of the best beers across the world. I'm kind of impressed. <laughs> this definitely changes my perspective on Sam Adams. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Take responsibly. Now 
is the time to get down to your local Kubota dealer for a great deal on a new Z700 zero-turn mower during Kubota's Gear Up and Go sales event. Need maximum productivity? Want outstanding terrain performance? How about an ergonomic design for optimum control? The Z700 is the new standard for turf care professionals. And right now, you can get great financing, a great price, and great terms. See your local Kubota dealer now. For more information or to find a participating dealer, go to Kubota.com. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. You know what they say, if you don't vote, you can't complain. Well, don't tell that to Toby. A New Zealand dog owner got in a lot of trouble for filling out a voter registration form for Toby, his Jack Russell Terrier. Peter Rhodes of Queenstown says he was just trying to make a point about government bureaucracy. But the bureaucrats aren't laughing. A local official said Rhodes may face criminal charges for voter fraud, even though Toby didn't even vote in the recent national election. Toby signed his voter's registration form with a paw print, and his occupation was listed as rodent exterminator. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. You're going to love this story. It's kind of a heartwarming story. We welcome to the show John Dwyer. Hi, John. How are you? Joe Dwyer. Uh, Joe Dwyer. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on. Tell us a little bit about Daniel. Who is uh, Daniel? Daniel's a an absolutely incredible story. In October of 2011, he was placed in a gas chamber, unfortunately. He's with- a dog, right? Yes, he is, with 17 other dogs, and unfortunately, although the others did not make it that day, Daniel did, being one of only two dogs ever to have survived the gas chamber where others did not. Mm -hmm. And he instantly became a celebrity and someone who does a a world of good for a lot of people and animals. So let me get the story straight. He was being euthanized, and there's some states, archaic states, that still use the gas chamber to euthanize animals, and apparently he made it through the gas chamber, is what you're saying? Yes, and there are still 20 states in our nation, 20 to 22 states, I should say, that still use the gas chamber, so that's a little less than half. We've had influence in several of the states since Daniel has survived to ban it, but we obviously have a ways to go, and we're still working on that. But yes, he did survive miraculously, and he was named Daniel immediately after the biblical figure that survived the gas chamber, and we were lucky to adopt him here in New Jersey, and he's been doing wonderful things ever since. I'm just scratching my head. Dr. Debbie, how does that happen? Well, you know, there's certain rules that are in place for places that use that, and and I'd have to say that even though they may have a gas chamber on file is being used. Um, I think most states' um, injection methods are by far preferred as a method of consistent euthanasia that's pain-free. But when when some of the different gases are used, um, some of the things that have to be done, there has to be a certain limit to the number of patients or animals in the chamber. And if there's too crowded, then there won't be even air exchange. So you can get pockets where you don't have as much gas as other areas. And the other thing is that certain gases have different 
um, almost like, you know, how hot air rises and, and cold air settles. Some gases do the same thing and you can have different, um, concentrations at very variable, um, elevations in the, in, in the chamber. So, um, there's, and certainly if there's leaks or things like that. So, um, there, there's a lot of variables that you could look at. And, and that's, that's why I think most, mm. Most places would say that that's a not not a favorable way of providing a, what we call a good death. That's what euthanasia does mean. Say, say, Joe, where is Daniel now? Daniel's right here in my home. You adopted Daniel. Yes, I did. I adopted in, Daniel. In Nutley, New Jersey. Nutley, New Jersey, exactly. We are about 10 miles due east of New York City. So we're in northern New Jersey, and we enjoy many good events to promote adoption, spay and neuter, and uh, wonderful acts of compassion. And actually, my most notable thing that I do with Daniel is to take him to schools to try to educate our youth using his story of surviving the toxic gas chamber. I try to relate that to the emotional toxins that a lot of our high school students have and then also get them interested in doing the right thing for animals. Emotional toxins like? Like comparing to others, like uh, bullying, uh, things that our teenage students throughout our country deal with today, uh, peer pressure, the you know pressures to succeed, and relating it to Daniel's story is a is a good way to get across to these students. I've uh, found some great success doing so, and then obviously they're captivated with his story because it, it truly is a miracle. Uh, the other ones didn't make it, and he did, and that to this day, my best answer to that is he was meant to live. Certainly. What made you adopt him? Well, it was a very great story. He was brought from Alabama, where this took place, to New Jersey by 11th Hour Rescue, a active rescue group here in New Jersey. I was helping them with some consulting for a new facility they were building uh, to do some fundraising. And they told me about Daniel's story. And as a motivational speaker, I was helping them get some points out and the thought that he might have a little bit of fame to his uh, surviving story. And uh, adoption fell through, and there was many adopters out there, and we met their criteria. He came and met with our four other rescues at the time here in our home. Everyone got along really well, and the next, as the saying goes, the rest is history. Wow. uh, Your mission to get these states, these 31 states, you said 22 or is it 31? How many of these? There's still 22 that use the gas chamber throughout our country. Okay, you, you're trying to get them to, or at least get legislation started for banning inhumane forms of euthanasia. Other than gas, what are the inhumane ways that still exist? Well, I would say the gas chamber has to be one of the most barbaric. And, you know, what I try to influence as much as we can with legislators is that it really doesn't speak to a, a compassionate society. We had a tremendous impact in helping Senator Andy Dinneman in Pennsylvania once Daniel survived getting it barred and banned in the state of Pennsylvania, found out that actually it costs less per animal for humane euthanasia with a sedative than it does to operate the gas chamber. Uh, I would say the other terrible forms are heart sticks uh, that are, are used also in many areas of the country. Uh, those are the probably the worst two that come to mind. What is and, a heart a hard stick on an awake animal. Like we should clarify that because um, um, a hard stick on an unconscious um, or anesthetized animal is a legitimate form of euthanasia yeah. because they're already not they're not feeling anything and they're not aware. But doing that on an awake pet would be um, creating you know anxiety, undue pain, and uh, just not not approved. 
Mm. What is it? A heart stick is a, a basically an injection that we would normally give in the vein um, as a euthanasia drug is given directly in the heart. Oof. And the, the reasons that might be done is we might have a very small creature like wildlife um, will commonly have to do with a heart stick because they're so small. So we put them under gas and then we do a heart stick. Um, or if the pa- patient was just really dehydrated or really debilitated and you just can't get a vein that's really consistent, that it is, um, you know, it is necessary. And if they're unconscious, it, it's a very uh, humane way. Is there anything uh, listeners can do to help you with your crusade? Well, I, I would say the most important thing that can be done is is to continue to educate. One thing that I've really come to realize since Daniel has come to live with us, we had the pleasure of being in the Rose Parade this past year with the Lucy Pet Foundation out there in California where you are across the country who is promoting low-cost spay and neuter. And his story got a lot of coverage during that time frame. There, there are really a lot of people uh, that are not aware that what goes on in our country with the use of the gas chamber, uh, the need for adoptions, all, all the issues that ha- that lead to the 80,000 or so animals that unfortunately lose their life each week in our country. I would say just continuing to educate yourself on what the issues are and continue to really encourage people to adopt. These animals come into your life and they they enrich your life. And uh, there's many out there like Daniel who are waiting for a good home. Good words. Check out the website, DanielTheBeagle.com. Joe Dwyer, our Hero of the Week. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having us on. And this is another great way to get the word out. So we appreciate the opportunity. Of course, of course. Uh, there he goes, our Hero of the Week, Joe Dwyer. Now, if you have, you know a hero, you want to nominate a hero, you can send us an email to your voice at AnimalRadio.com. Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hi, Vicki. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. Where are you calling from today? I am in Idaho. Mm, is that where you live? Very beautiful place. <laughs> I'm actually a truck driver, and I'm on the road right now. Okay. A chick driver? Is that what you called yourself? <laughs> I like that. Chicks drive much better than guys. I understand you want to talk to Dr. Debbie. Hi yes. there. Hi. I so have what do you got going a nine-year-old Boston Terrier, and she has uh, demodectic mange mites. Okay. And I'd like to know if there's something that's natural that I can treat her with. Okay. So how was this diagnosed? Um, the is, she, is she having problems creepy. or... Uh, yeah, her, her cheeks get a little bit puffy and red, red spots, and so the vet did a scraping. Alrighty. Well, I guess we'll back up a little bit because demodex mites are really common in the Boston Terriers. Um, it's, you know, more common, I'd say, in the young pups, um, because it is a function of their immune system and how it's maturing. So there's the young dog form and kind of the old dog form or mature dog form. Um, so in a young dog, I expect this in a Boston and I'm not too bothered by it. In an older dog, it does bother me if we detect demodex mites. And not so much because the mites themselves 
are serious, but in order for it to occur in an adult dog, there's usually got to be something wrong that's kind of making their immune system out of whack. Because the normal pet, um, actually, believe it or not, has these mites on their skin. I might even find them on a perfectly normal pet if I scrape their skin. The, the, the problem is, is when their immune system and their skin can't kind of fight this off. So for an adult dog like right. yours, I would say, okay, you know, there's ways to treat the mites, but my bigger concern is why did she get these? And I'd want to make sure we check for a couple different health problems because it's real common in dogs that have underlying hormone problems like thyroid problems, um, Cushing's disease, which is an adrenal gland problem, um, diabetes, and, you know, even cancers and so forth. So the other things that kind of take her stresses away from fighting off the mites are going to be my bigger concern. The mites can be treated, um, but for an adult dog, sometimes it's much harder to treat them and to get rid of them because of these underlying factors. So um, that would be my my big goal and my big focus for her that I, I would urge you to do. Um, okay. Now, in answer to your question, is there something natural you can do? Uh, not really. Um, sometimes we'll use probiotics to boost immune support, um, but really it's a function to get into the heart of the problem and then to address these mites. Um, okay. She has a blue and white Boston and because they're not typically supposed to be blue, she has had a lot of skin problems. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so she's been treated for skin cancer. Um, oh, really? Okay. And then the might kind of come and go at different times of the year. Mm, okay. Okay. In, in having the blue color dilution um, in a lot of breeds, yeah, that signals uh, kind of a life lifelong skin disorders and problems and they just don't have the normal defenses when it comes to uh, dermatological problems so um, so I don't think I would necessarily look so much for something natural that's going to cure this um, I would definitely want have they used um, ivermectin in the past for her yes okay because that's the the best line therapy is a drug called ivermectin um, unless we have a herding breed like a collie or an Australian shepherd um, but that's something that I would definitely kind of lean towards that route and uh, talk to your vet if they're suspicious about any of the other problems. It might just be something as simple as doing, you know, starting with some routine lab work, just so we're not missing something on that radar. Alrighty. Hi, I'm Ed Asher. You're on Animal Radio. Spay or neuter your animals, you dummies. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's Animal Radio, toll free, 1-866-405-8405. That's the number to tell us about your pets, find out if there's something wrong that we can help you with. We have Dr. Debbie here as well as dog father Joey Volani. And in just a few minutes, actress Charlotte Ross will be joining us. Hey, Roger. How are you today? Good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Trying to get home. Where's home? Say, on Grand Island, Nebraska. Nebraska. Okay. How can we help you today? Uh, I called a couple weeks ago and told you about my my four-legged heroes. Well, one of my heroes... Has a has a problem. Actually, both of them do. But uh, the one I want to address right now is a cat. Um, we have our computer in the living room, and we have our office chair there. And the old one, he just shredded it from his paws, you know, digging in. And oh, yeah. uh, we bought a new chair, and we're trying to keep him away from it. I even gave him the old chair and put it in a room where he sleeps all the time. And that doesn't even do any good. He still likes that new chair. 
Oh, yeah. There's nothing we could do different. Well, you gave him a brand new chair. That's He's thanking you. <laughs> and, and that's not unusual. Is I've had that happen before where people will, you know, get a whole new couch. They put a new one in there, and the kitty does the same behavior because it's still the same uh, place. It's the same behavior. So nothing in his world has changed. So the challenge is to try to train the kitty to not use the chair as the preferred spot. So um, this is where, um, have you ever used a scratching post for him? Uh, I have put other things up there for him to scratch on. He still likes the chair. Yeah, preference there. Well, there's some things we can do. And the tough thing with cats on scratching on things, we can't always do a negative deterrent. Um, they, we don't want to yell at them. We don't want them to see us reprimand them because then they've associated that with us and they're not associating it with the behavior. So um, we really focus on pro- uh, positive reinforcement and then just blocking the area and cutting off access. So as positive reinforcement, that's where we get the alternate site. We get a uh, scratching post or a kitty condo. We feed the kitty there. We throw treats. We throw catnip there. We make that a very good spot. And if you have to, you put it next to that chair or you put it somewhere where he can still see it in the environment that he wants to scratch. Because scratching is a marking behavior. It's a way that kitties in a social environment spread their scent and basically say, all is good. This is my house. They don't realize they're being destructive in the world. So we want to give him that outlet. We want to train him to that positively, make it a good thing. And then at the same time, then we can try some tips to try to keep him away from that office chair that you don't want him to use. And everybody has their different preferences. Um, I've had some clients that have great success with the double-sided tape. Um, sticky paws, which is a particular type of that, you put on the area, and it just kind of feels uncomfortable for the kitty. Doesn't really hurt them, um, but that can be very useful. Um, as far as you can always cover the chair with something so it feels different to the touch, because cats love the feel when they're scratching, and that's really what attracts them to that area. So if you cover the chair, at least the part he can access with uh, aluminum foil or even just a plastic wrap, it's going to feel different to him, and he, he may not have that same draw to want to scratch on that and uh, you can use like the spray bottle method uh, I have some clients that swear that's the best thing but you just the cat cannot see you direct the spray bottle or the squirt bottle at the kitty or you know the game is off and, and now that they're just afraid of you and they think you're going to chase them yeah. so th- okay. those are some good things and so you can look into some other would you get? what kind of What's spray that? would you get Oh, just what a little water mister. Um, oh, really? A water mister, or you can get a squirt gun, just a small, you know, don't get out the super soaker squirt guns. There's no reason to, you know, totally soak the kitty. Uh, but, don't um, use the so- those- super soaker anymore, Judy. you got to put that away. That yeah. was oh, okay. par- apparently too much. <laughs> Yeah, fire hose is too much. Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But, you know, then there's some other things. Um, and some people have some good success with some of the compressed air um, items that are used for training cats. If you try to keep them off the couches or counters, there's these little containers that you can buy on the Internet and pet catalogs and so forth that when the pet goes by a certain area, it gives a puff of this compressed air like you're cleaning your, your computer keyboard. And they don't like the sound of it. It doesn't hurt them. But you can set that up 
up strategically in the area you don't want the kitty to go right by that chair and that can be another training tool that doesn't hurt and and it associates the key associates the area with something they're supposed to avoid so that might be another thing I'd try for you. Uh, get yourself a scratching post and teach them the right place to go. You know what we did is we took our cats and we just uh, uh, actually held their claws up to the scratching post and, and rubbed it on the scratching post so they get their scent on it. And mm-hmm. they just went from our couch right to the scratching post. And it was really, I don't know, were we lucky? I don't know because you hear about this problem, we know that you cannot declaw. This will cause all kinds of other problems and I, I don't want to go that way with this but you know another trick i found is to put their bed by the scratching post because the first thing a cat does when he wakes up oh, is wants to scratch wants to do a little stretch and you yeah. know what they need to scratch and stretch this is a whole this is a part of their lifestyle the other thing mm-hmm. of course if you can afford it cement furniture works very well <laughs> hey there you go um, but i don't have no problem with them getting up and scratching because even i'm gone he sleeps on my side of the bed uh, sleeps on my pillow. so He's replacing and, uh, you. That's what he's doing. <laughs> uh, he loves it when I get home and takes a nap. He curls up right beside me, close to him, get to me, and he'll take a nap with me. Mm. So, oh, I appreciate well, it's so, well, my pleasure. And it, uh, good luck with that. And, uh, you know, give him a hug and a nice little scratch behind those ears for us. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give us a call at one 405 8405 Tammy, what are you working on this hour? Well, you know, therapy dogs, we all know how valuable they can be. And a new study was done to see how they might fit into the college scene to help students with anxiety over, you know, classes and tests and what have you. So we have the results of that study, but we have the results of a second study that checks out how therapy dogs stress out about being therapy dogs. Do they or don't they? And how we can make it a good experience for them at the same time that they're helping us out. You never think about that, do you? (laughs) Exactly. Okay, well, we'll find out more in just a few minutes right here on Animal Radio. Let's hit the phones right now for your calls at 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. This is Fred Willard on Animal Radio. Remember to spay and neuter your animals. I've had it done to me. It's not that rough. <laughs> Celebrating the connection with our pets. This is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Here's the number. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. That's the easiest way to get on through to us. But you can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for your iPhone and Android. It's available. It's a free download, thanks to uh, Dr. Foster's and Smith. And uh, you can also listen to old shows on that and new shows. It's just a fun app. You should download it now. And speaking of the online world, our Facebook Wacky Wednesday contest this week, up for grabs for your Wacky Wednesday pictures. And you can send them to our Facebook page, by the way, or upload them there. Today, behind door number one, we have Merrick Dental Chews, which are all-natural dental chews that cleans dogs' teeth and freshen their breath. Mm. They're a tasty, digestible treat. And unlike other dental chews, these are grain-free 
gluten-free, and made in USA with no ingredients from China. I'm actually chewing on one right now, <laughs> and they taste great. And they come in the mini brush bones, the little brush bones, and big brush bones. Don't my teeth look shiny they white? They do, and you have such great breath, Hal. Well, thank you very much. Uh, if you want to pick up on this, you just send us your Wacky Wednesday picture over at the Facebook page. And if you don't have a Wacky Wednesday picture, for, for heaven's sakes, head on over there and vote for some of the Wacky Wednesday pictures. Uh, this hour, Charlotte Ross, actress Charlotte Ross, uh, most notably from Glee. At least that's where I know her from, although Joey says he's seen her on NYPD Blue. Uh, she was also in Nashville, and um, I believe she has a new show on the CW, which is a network for those of you that... Get the CW. Get the I, CW. Yes. I don't personally, so I, I may. I don't know. I don't watch. I don't think I have anything on the CW that I watch. But I'll be watching her now because she's a hottie. And she and I go way back. Oh, yeah, how? I just, I call her Char Char. We understand. Is that what you call her? Char Char? Char Char. Let's go to Thomas first. Hey, Thomas, how are you? Okay, I'm good. How are you? How are the doctors today? How are you guys? Good. We have a five-year-old Bomberanian, and she scratches on, not all the time, but what's a good shampoo to use on her? It depends on the situation. I mean, does she have fleas? Does she have, um... They're hard hard to get off. And And what have you been using? We've been using Johnson's baby shampoo. Well, that's that's unfortunately not going to kill your fleas, though. Um, uh-huh. That's 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 the only problem. I mean, do you have do you have a situation where you cannot use um any type of flea products on your pet? Uh, what would be safe? Well, there's a lot of good um, shampoos that are out there in, in, your, in, in your local pet store with um, tea tree and pyrethrins um, that you could use. Um, but, you know, if, if you're having a major flea problem, I would probably go to a professional first um, professional. To, get them off of your, to get them off of your dog. But the important thing is that you also treat the environment, the house, right. the bedding, the car, everywhere that the pet is. Because what happens is if you're just going to use the general flea shampoo, well, it's not going to leave any protection on your pet. Um, Frontline seems to be um, safe for a lot of pets, but then there's some pets that get reactions to it. And the other thing is you got to watch because a lot of times the dogs are allergic to the flea bite and they can get a um you know a dermatitis um as well and that's something i'll let you know dr deb talk a little bit more about because that's that's more of her area and i'm gonna say you know itching in general you know it could certainly be the fleas but there are vast majority there's many other causes of itchiness in pets and i've seen people that use flea products on dogs as a way to treat an itch that really isn't flea driven so uh, lemon juice is okay to use for the kids does that work somewhat? No. I, no, lemon I, I've never, doesn't work at all. No. As, as far as to treat the fleas, and Joey's right, you know, we need to get in a comprehensive flea control program. So if you've uh-huh. got a flea problem, we need to be treating uh-huh. the pet and the environment. So um, I do not advocate using dis, dish soap um, uh-huh. or lemon juice as a way to treat that. So uh-huh. that's one part of things. But your pet could certainly be itching for other things, whether they be allergies or skin right. disease and um, there's a lot of different types of medicated shampoos that we might use to help with those type of problems. Um, and I was just going to give the example of a pet that actually had uh, would be the equivalent to eczema in dogs. It actually had a dry skin condition, and a family was actually just you know kept using types of flea products on the dog to try to stop the itch, and it was really kind of throwing the wrong product at the dog and it did nothing it actually exacerbated its its skin so that's where seeing a groomer professionally is very important but see that veterinarian to make sure that we are effectively treating your pet with um comprehensively control and you know otherwise normally it's frontline correct 
Well, that's one of the, you know, the main um, products, Frontline Plus. Um, it also has um, not just the adulticide, but an insect growth regulator. So it kills the adults, but it also kills the next generation. Um, but there's other, you know, wonderful products out there as well. And it just depends on what your veterinarian is most comfortable with in your area and, you know, potentially, you know, concerns. Some people have had great experiences with one product. Um, some may have had a, a bad experience with another. Okay. Um, but the vast majority are, you know, proven proof. They, there is proof that they're safe and efficacious. There's a quick, easy method to see if your, if your pet has fleas. If, 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 and what you could do is, is if you get a your paper towel and you spray it down with some alcohol and just um, stand your, your dog over it and just run your hand through the coat. Now, if the dog has fleas, alcohol. most likely what will happen is, is the flea dirt, which is what the fleas leave behind. It's basically right. dried blood. If, if there's any type of flea dirt, it's going to fall down onto the paper yeah. towel. And if you see what, what looks like, you know, what, blood, um, that is the, um, the dried blood that's rehydrated. And then okay. you know most likely your pet has fleas or had fleas on them, and that was left behind. Because, again, one flea bite to a dog that's allergic... That dog could scratch and scratch and scratch and not have a flea on it. So that's why Dr. Deb is, um, is, is, is totally right that just, you know, if your dog is scratching and you're not seeing anything, bring it to the veterinarian because it could be something that's real minor that could turn into something very serious because the pet is going to continue to scratch and irritate it and cause an infection. Joey, and just to be clear, make, making sure he's understanding, we're not advocating pouring rubbing alcohol on the pet to treat the fleas. He's he's suggesting this to diagnose if you can't no, see fleas. No, this is to diagnose if they have it, uh, okay. if they have fleas. And, you know, the same right. thing, I know you brought up dish detergent. Now, dish detergent in a pinch is a degreaser that will kill fleas. It's uh, not really recommended. It's 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 uh, like a last resort type of thing. But, again, right. you want to make sure your pet has fleas first before you're uh-huh. doing this. Okay. Okay. Thanks so much. Thank you for your call today. Thank you. Toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. What is the craziest thing, Joey, that you've heard of someone doing in the name of trying to kill fleas? Um, like I've had people pour the, like, oil, uh, oil, or like um, like engine oil. Is that what they use? Engine oil. Yes. Yes. I've had Some that. Kind of- I've had that. I don't know where that um actually came up. And and they brought the dog in, and the dog was covered in in motor oil. And this was years ago. Um and um, I, I got to tell you, getting the motor oil out out of the dog ended up killing all the fleas because we had to use a you know heavy degreaser, so that ended up killing all the fleas anyway. But it was um it was bad. We, we you know and 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 you could tell the dog was a little lethargic from it. We um you know made them take take him to the vet immediately after the grooming. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. There is a movement. A movement to simplify. A movement to find balance. It is a movement that's defined in every Bosch kitchen. Bosch kitchens are designed to be everything a modern kitchen should be. The precise technology in every Bosch appliance was invented with you in mind. Side-opening oven doors that give easier cavity access. Induction cooktops with zones that adapt to the size of your cookware. Dishwashers with a third rack to fit cutlery, whisks, and tongs. And with flush installation, the Bosch Kitchen gives you a clean, integrated, and definitively European look. There is a movement to value simplicity as a luxury. There is a movement toward perfection in every detail. There is a movement toward the 2014 Bosch Kitchen. Step up to a Bosch Kitchen package of three or more appliances and get a 10% rebate. 
See the new Bosch Kitchen at your Bosch retailer. So much has changed since Geico started saving people money over 75 years ago. We weren't attached to our smartphones like today. Smartphones didn't exist. If you wanted to talk to someone, you just hollered out your back door. Hey, Darla, want to go steady? No chance? Okay, then. We had no privacy. But hey, with GEICO, we always had good car insurance. GEICO, saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. Lumber Liquidators, America's largest specialty flooring store, is using our buying power to offer great deals on over 230 hardwood and laminate floors just in time for the holidays. Get pre-finished three-quarter inch solid maple for $159 a square foot. That's more than half off other stores. Save up to 43% on our thickest and best laminates. Plus, attach padding at no extra cost. And get other incredible flooring deals. Plus, 18 months special financing. Get to your local store. These deals are going on now. Visit LumberLiquidators.com to find a store near you. Hey everybody, this is Kenny Lee Lewis from the Steve Miller Band. Just want to tell everybody out there on Animal Radio, thanks for loving your pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio, toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to help celebrate the connection with your pets. Do it now. The doctor is waiting, as well as Joey Volani, the dog father. And uh, coming up in just a few minutes, actress Charlotte Ross fills out the schedule for our accidental season of the stars, <laughs> which uh, started with Joyce DeWitt. Uh, we had Dean Kuntz last weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, next weekend, perhaps Lori Morgan and Hillary Swank looking uh, looking good. She is a hottie. Down, boy. So, uh, well, so is Charlotte. Uh, right now, oh, this is really cool. This is so needed, too. We uh, oh, welcome yeah. back to the uh, Airwaves Jackson Galaxy. Hey, buddy, how you doing? Hey, guys. So I dig the new book. And it's, uh, let me tell listeners about it. I'll hold it up to the microphone so they can see the pictures on the front. But there's never been a book that tells you how to pimp out your house for the cats, <laughs> to make the house perfect for your cats, because, you know, they need a lot of intellectual stimulation. They like high places. You have probably the ultimate book on just all kinds of furniture things that you can put together for the house. It's called Catification, Designing a Happy and Stylish Home for Your Cat and You. It's kind of like a do-it-yourself book. If you could see me now, I am bowing to you, Jackson. I am bowing because (laughs) we needed this. Well, you know, the thing is, if I I had to retrace 20 years of going to people's houses, you know, every time I say what you've said, you know, they need to go up in high places. They need... To scout out the world in a safe way, they need to get away from one another. You've got to put out more litter boxes. Whatever it is, there's always that resistance because I think at, at, at the bottom of it is that that thought that if you do anything environmentally for your cat, suddenly you're a crazy cat lady, you know. And and, <laughs> and we wanted to prove that you can do it without, for one second, sacrificing your own aesthetic, which I'm sure you're seeing in the book. And 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 you can do it for very little money. You can do it for a lot of money. You can do it for a little work or a lot of work, but basically there's no excuse uh, to, you know, it, it, to not make your house attractive to the cat. What if you, if you rent? Are there things you can kind of temporarily do so you're not putting holes in the wall and destroying your landlord's property? Absolutely. I mean, if you, if you, one of the things you might not think about is that we've done over 100 cases alone on My Cat from Hell, and many, many, many of those uh, are rented properties. And... We ran into that over and over and over again where I'd come up with something incredibly 
complex, and they'd say, well, yeah, but we can't drill into the wall. And so, yeah, a lot of the projects in the book uh, cater just to that. Because, again, you know, it, it's, it's a matter of when we talk about this thing called the cat superhighway, where your cat wants to, you know, go from the couch up to the bookcase, up to the mantle, <laughs> and, and around the room without touching the ground, uh-huh. you can create that without putting a thing into the wall. There might be listeners, new listeners with new kitties that might be saying, well, I got them their bowl and I got them their litter. What what, what do they need that what for? Else? I thought they, these guys are solitary animals, low maintenance. Sleep litter. all day. Yeah. Why do I need to make anything for them? Well, you know, I, and part of what I do is, is educate what cats really are. For instance, you know, one of the things you just said, that cats sleep all day. We think they do. In reality, one study showed that they spend more time looking out the window than they do sleeping. So if that's something they do, why not engage them even when they're in that passive state? Because the thing is that when you get home, at some point you're going to pay the price for that sort of, you know, sedentary nature. You know, they're, they're going to beat up on another cat. They're going to mark somewhere because they've got all that sort of built-up static electricity in their body. So, you know, what I'm saying is don't wait till something goes wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, educate yourself about what cats actually are, that they're just these incredibly bright and, 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 and active hunters. And if we environmentally build things up for them, then we're just heading a lot of problems off the path. See, we have a door dasher that gets so bored, he just wants out to see what's in the outside world. We should have a cattery for that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, don't you think that a lot of times, you know, I, I, I work in a practice with dogs, cats, and all sorts of critters, and a lot of people, I think, mistakenly think you can turn a cat into a dog just kind of by just giving the things that dogs like. Um, so I find a lot of frustration. I don't know if you encounter that where people just try to discipline them like a dog or ask them to behave like one. Right, exactly. No, and it's, it's, it's epidemic. I mean, it, you know, the thing is that we want that because we get dogs. We understand what their body language is all about. We have trained that into them over hundreds of thousands of years. We, we get it, and we don't get cats as, as a culture. And, of course, that's part of my job is to get everyone to get cats. But in the meantime, we just try to put them, you know, <laughs> put the, you know, the cat-shaped pig in the dog-shaped hole, you know, and, and it doesn't work. And, and mm-hmm. everyone will find that out, and hopefully, you know, again, by education, you're not going to wind up getting frustrated because your cat's a cat. We are with Jackson Galaxy, and the book is called Catification, Designing a Happy and Stylish Home for Your Cat and You. And I'm looking on page 46, and I'm, I'm seeing there's cat geometry, apparently. The, uh, I guess when the cats yeah. enter a room, they, they look around. What, tell me, what's that, what's that all about? Cat geometry, I also call it cat chess. That, you know, when, <laughs> especially in a multi-cat home, when one cat walks in the room, they're looking at every move they can possibly make. Where are wow. the escape routes? Where are the, the, the ambush points? Where are the hot zones in the room? And the one who tends to beat up on the other cats is working towards checkmate the entire time, kind of cut off angles. They, they work this stuff out within a blink of an eye. And again, by giving them that cat superhighway, right, by giving them exit routes, by giving them perching places, you're cutting off all of that negative cat geometry and all of that cat chess. Because that one predatory cat can't cover all bases, so the cat's going to have an escape route. Exactly. Yeah, wow. buddy, you can't own everything. Yeah. You know, not at the same time. Anyway. You will have to check out the pictures in this book. I'm telling you to pick it up right now. The pictures will give you some great ideas. I have some great ideas from just looking at this. It's a well-done book, by the way. I've got to nice. tell you that. I mean, yeah, it's, yeah. it's, Thank you very much. It uh, takes 
a couple of things to put out a great book, obviously, uh, great content, but when it looks like this, as sharp with great ideas and all the details so that you can figure out how to catify your house, you want to pick it up. I have nine copies to give away. Oh, wait, we had ten, Hal. I'm sorry. one 405 8405 to pick up on this awesome book. If you're not lucky enough to get through, head on over to Amazon or wherever you get your books and look for Catification by Jackson Galaxy. And is Kate your wife, Kate Benjamin? Is she your wife, girlfriend? No, no, no. Kate is... I do have a wife, but that's not Kate. Okay, I, I heard um, that and, wild uh, rumor. Kate and I have been... Uh, no, no, no. We, we've been working together for a couple of years now. Kate is, refers to herself as a, as a cat-style expert. So believe me, I needed that. I needed, I, I'm really good at the function, but at the end of the day, I am a guy... And I needed somebody who would help this one, and that's Kate. And you're mature enough to admit that. I couldn't do that, but very good. Yes, Jack- and Jackson and his wife got married at Best Friends. Oh, they did? Yes, Ooh, they Good did. old Best Friends. Yes, we did. Yes. Fun yeah, place we, out. We just got married there during the summer. I decided when, you know, I've been out there to, to is was it Angel's Rest, where they have the cemetery for the cats for the cats and dogs. Yes. You know, the, right. well, different animals, too. Right. But, but when... When I pass away, I want to have my ashes scattered over that cemetery. Really? I just think that's beautiful. Have back you there. told your husband about that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's honest. It's one of the most magical places in the world. I encourage everybody to it you know, take a weekend, go out there, and, and you recharge your batteries as you work with the animals there, as you take care of them. And I'm not even joking about it. There's something, when you go into that canyon, that you just unplug. And yeah. it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. You come out of that canyon different from when you went in. Yeah. Everybody should do that once. Yes. Yep. Well, Jackson, thanks for hanging with us today. Good luck on the book. It's really an awesome book. Thanks for making it happen. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much. Take care of yourself. Alrighty. Bye bye. Well, I want to thank the fine folks over at Stella and Chewies for underwriting this portion of Animal Radio and their brand new intro pack, eight and a half ounces of pure pleasure. Six small patties of all their different flavors. Chewy's chicken, simply venison, Stella Super Beef, Duck Duck Goose, and the phenomenal pheasant, all to try out wherever Stella and Chewy's is sold. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm having the great honor of presenting to you the dog father, Joey Villani. Well, last week, um, actually it wasn't last week. It was, no, it was last week. Um, I got um, yelled at. I freelance, as you guys know, in a bunch of different salons. You got salons, yelled at. when I'm there. Who would yell usually at you? When I'm there, Someone with I a death of, wish. I kind of... You know, take oh well, she was um, you know, who I got to say was she, and um, you know, she was she was um old enough to be my mom, so I had to sit there and take it. But <laughs> what happens is coming into the holiday season, okay, which usually starts around the second week of December, is everybody wants to get their pets in to be groomed. The big problem is they don't want to they want to stretch it out, so they don't want to have their pets groomed now through the month of November, so they'll put it off so they can have it done for the holidays. Now, that's the biggest mistake that you can do at this point because groomers look at this. This is a big part of their season is is the month of December because usually January um, quiets down because everything slows down. People don't have the money and, you know, kids go back to school after having their winter holiday and all that. So the smart thing to do is this. Have your pets groomed real well now in November. Okay, so you stretch it out. So what I would say is, is have your pets groomed right before Thanksgiving. And then when they go in December, most groomers don't like to do heavy haircuts. They do grooming touch-ups. You are the perfect candidate now for me to give you that appointment because I can get you in, I can get you out real quick. And what happens is, is you're able to service a lot more clients to keep people happy. 
The good thing about it is this. Number one, you stay with the same groomer that your pet is um, happy with. And in a lot of cases, there's a lot of injuries during the holidays because then people start going to other places where dogs aren't used to and cats aren't used to, or maybe they're just not as good as the um, you know professional that you're working with. So have them done in November, get that holiday touch-up in December, and just continue on schedule, and you'll be real happy. But if you try to push it, you may not get in, and that's just how it is. There's not enough groomers to go around. Good advice. Avoid the grooming rush and get in early and uh, do it a few you times. You know, it's, fu- yeah. it's funny. It's something that you would think is so silly, but if you are that person that wants that December um, holiday appointment and you can't get in, you know what? You will curse me out. You'll curse me out up and down. And you, the sad part about it is you usually come back and, you know, you tail between your legs. But um, it's happened, and it's happened many times. But what did the lady sound like? What do you mean you can't give me a holiday appointment for December? I, I, I'm booking it now. It's, 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 the be- it's the end of October. It's the beginning of November. You can't give me an appointment now? At Stella and Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella and Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish, sourced from USDA-inspected facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella and Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at StellaandChewy's.com. Hello, gorgeous. Bare Minerals just won its 10th Glammy Award for Best Prestige Foundation. And to celebrate, we're offering risk-free trials of Bare Minerals makeup to all women nationwide. That's right. Every woman who calls right now can get a full-size risk-free trial of Bare Minerals makeup, plus a free five-piece makeup set. For yours, call 1-800-936-1480. This is an exclusive radio-only offer you don't want to miss. Bare Minerals Foundation gives you flawlessly beautiful coverage with a no-makeup feel. And it's clinically proven to promote clearer, healthier-looking skin. No wonder it's won 10 Glammys in a row. And now you can try Bare Minerals Makeup for yourself. Call now to find out how you can participate in our nationwide risk-free trial and join the millions who've already tried Bare Minerals Makeup and fallen in love with their skin again. Plus, we'll send you a free five-piece makeup set, our gift to you. Hurry, don't miss this exclusive radio-only offer. 1-800-936-1480. 1-800-936-1480. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7898. The Movie Man's Big Hero 6 second review starts now. The Book of Life is alive with weird, fun, and fantastic visuals that bring the Day of the Dead to life, baby! Six second reviews are brought to you by Disney's Big Hero 6 from the creators of Frozen and Wreck-It Ralph in 3D November 7th. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. I'm Tammy Trujillo. I sure wish they had come up with this when I was in college. Animal-assisted therapy can reduce symptoms of anxiety and loneliness among college students. 
That's a result of a study done by researchers from Georgia State University, Idaho State University, and the Savannah College of Art and Design. Now, they provided a therapy dog, Sophie, to students twice weekly during the study. And the students could interact with her for as long as two hours. They got to pet her, hug her, feed her, brush her, draw pictures of her, take pictures of her, sit near her, play fetch with her, pretty much anything. Researchers found a 60% decrease in self-reported anxiety and loneliness symptoms following sessions with Sophie. This is one of the first studies to apply animal-assisted therapy in a group, college setting, and use a systematic form of measurement. And it suggests that animals can be a good way for college counseling centers to help students. Okay, so what about the stress on the therapy dog? Now, this is something totally different. Another study looked at that. Scientists at the Vet Medini Vienna College investigated how therapy dogs feel in a therapy setting and how to create a largely stress-free situation for them. The keys turned out to be whether the dogs were on a leash or not, whether they could leave the room at any time if they wanted, and if they were provided water that they could get to when they wanted. The current study shows that under those conditions, the dogs' stress levels did not go up, and those results were published in the Journal of Veterinary Behavior. Anytime I take a vacation, no matter how much fun it is, I always end up missing my pets. And it turns out that most of us do. A survey by the website What If said that 10% of pet guardians who leave their pets at home call them to talk to them on the phone. 4% send their pets postcards. And 23% bring their pets back a souvenir from the trip. That's what I do. Hey, I FaceTime my pets. I don't know if anybody else does. Do they answer? Do they actually answer? You know what? Because I'm always on the road, and and Elaine is home. So, uh I mean, you know, you go on FaceTime, say hello to the dogs, the bird, you know. I mean, not that they know even what the hell's going on, but, you know, it makes you feel better. Oh, I bet they do. Oh, yeah. At least they they hear your voice. They hear your voice. More than four out of ten people can't leave the pets at home, and they take them on vacation with them. And it's not just the cats and dogs that get to go. But according to this survey, birds, rabbits, reptiles, and even fish are going on vacations as well. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterAndSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster & Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian-owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster & Smith has thousands of name-brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at FosterAndSmith.com, because your pet's health and happiness come first. You know Canine Caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for Canine and Feline Caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-7898. Stressful things during the day can keep you awake at night. Instead of sleeping, your mind is still spinning from stress. Unisom is the help you need to fall asleep. Unisom sleep tabs are a clinically proven effective OTC sleep aid. You fall asleep 33% faster by easing into your natural sleep cycle. With Unisom, you wake refreshed and ready. Here's your morning traffic report. Unisom. A stressful day deserves a restful night. 
Use as directed active ingredient doxylamine succinate versus control in a clinical study. Geico RV presents Reflections from the Road. After a few hours riding in my RV, I get in the zone. It's just me, the road, and the savings I get with Geico RV insurance. There's no more worries, no more 9-to-5 hustle. It's like I'm a caged animal set free. What's that? Is it a grizzly bear? No, it's just me switching to Geico RV insurance. Saving money, wild and free. Geico, for your RV, trailer, or camper. See how much you could save. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. one 405 is toll-free to reach out to the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions and dog father Joey Volani. Don't forget you can ask those questions on the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. It's a free download. You can listen to past shows. I like listening to Dean Koontz from last week, two weeks back. That guy is one funny guy, but his dog is even funnier. You know who's on now? Because I know you were a big fan of Dean Koontz. Now it's my turn. <laughs> Charlotte Ross is joining us. Hi, hi, Charlotte. How are you doing? Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm all a Twitter. Okay, Hal, calm down. <laughs> uh, thank you for that intro. I'm very well, flattered. Well, now I understand that you're uh, working with the animals. And what's going on? Oh, I've been an animal activist for years. I've just ever since I was a little girl, I've had this dream of trying to help any way I can. You know, being a voice for the voiceless. And the more I educated myself, the more you know active I got. And I think there's so many wonderful organizations out there. And I think Best Friends is absolutely one of them i think they're just leading the charge and being a no-kill shelter trying to get the united states to be no-kill which i'm sure is everybody's dream you know i mean now nine thousand a year excuse me put down in la alone each year so it's just as we all know it's so it's so tragic and archaic and they really are pushing the envelope that way so they have the largest no-kill in canab utah and then they have two in los angeles called mission hills and one in kla no-kill los angeles and I'm just really honored to be a part of anything they have to do. You know, I'll help them in any way I can. We've been a part. We were a part of Best Friends. We lived in Canab, and we've you dealt did? with all. Yeah, yes, we, we did the whole thing. Did a radio show with them and everything. Did, yes, but, uh, was up the sanctuary every day. It's a great place to help out with the animals, and I know there's a lot of people that every once in a while they get this uh, aspiration to go to off and help the animals just quit their day job, get out of that cubicle, and go <laughs> yeah. live in Canab. Especially if you go to you know Canab, isn't that place magical? Oh, absolutely magical. How long were you guys there? Um, Five years. It was almost a decade. <laughs> oh, wow, I'm so impressed. That's just amazing. Yeah. I think that place is just heaven on earth. Every time I'm there, I'm thinking I'm going to give up everything. <laughs> yep. You and everybody else. Right? Yes. Yeah, I'm taking my 10-year-old son there in a couple months because I went there last year, and he's a big animal lover, and it's just such a hands-on way to see what they do and such a variety of animals, you know? It's one of those places everybody must visit at least once in their lifetime. Yes. Absolutely. It happens to be right in the middle, as you know, of some of the most beautiful places in the United States. Uh Uh-huh. The Grand Canyon and everything. Zion. The whole thing, is, and it's so family-friendly, and it just makes you want to have your own rescue organization. (laughs) So inspiring. You know, well, uh, no. So tell me, what's this mirror that you have? What's it all about? <laughs> is it? Uh, do you look in it and do do you look as beautiful as you? I do. I look in it every day and say, "Please, more work." Um, no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anytime there's somebody who wants to collaborate and helping to bring awareness and raise funds to organizations, particularly Best Friends, as we just mentioned. 
Um, I'm jumping up and down, and I'm on board. And Ken has been a friend of mine for for decades now, and I think he's really has this beautiful design launch that he's been doing. It's getting a lot of traction. We're talking about the Ken Gray Home Accessory Line. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and they have this beautiful mirror. He named it the Charlotte Mirror. It's very subtle, I know. But um, (laughs) it's this really beautiful big mirror, and a part of the proceeds go to Best Friends. So I'm helping kind of promote that right now. And you can get that over at uh, Ken Gray Home. Dot com. That's with two N's, and we'll put links to everything you've heard on oh, today's good. show over at AnimalRadio.com. Oh, T- tell us about the animals you have at home. Do you have animals at home? Oh, of course. Don't you guys? Uh, well, of course. My yeah. gosh, you were in Kanav, Utah. You probably have a whole bunch. I well, guess. we have a whole studio full we of have, animals. We have a kitten from, well, she's, he's not a kitten anymore, but we have a cat from, from Best Friends. Oh, but, you do? Yes. Which one, the Utah one or yes. LA? Yes. Yeah. Oh, good for you. Oh, that's a... Um, well, I recently was a... Um, what was I? They call it a foster failure. Yep. <laughs> you, you try. You try so hard. But yeah, you I was one of them. Yep. Twice. I know. And I told my son, I said, we, you know, we can cry, but we can't continue fostering. If we don't understand, we have to bring them back. So the truth is I've always had two or three dogs. I have one from the South Central LA shelter named Tyler. He's a large-sized dog. His name was Tyson, which I thought was a bit suspect. <clears throat> I didn't really like that. <laughs> and then I did a movie in Puerto Rico years ago and Brought back five and oh my god, almost for four. Kept one. I named him Taco, and you know Taco was on the cover of like four or five dog magazines because I loved telling the story of Taco because he was skittish, you know, a little bit aggressive. I mean, he survived in the streets of Puerto Rico for God's sakes. For Is a he year. a Chihuahua? No, you know, he was like the king of Puerto Rico. So no, he wasn't a Chihuahua, but he was just a little bigger, <laughs> a little bit bigger. It looks like um, he looked like a Jack Russell. So anyway. I think that people give up too quickly when they rescue dogs. You know, oh, that was hard to handle, or he's got issues. And Taco was emblematic of continued love and food and and support. And he became what I think all rescued animals become, and that's forever grateful. And um, and he lived for 18 years, and he wow. passed away about a year ago. And I'm not quick to replace animals, so I was waiting and just fostering and fostering cats as well. And and then one day I was fostering four from Mission Hills Best Friends and. He was playing with my lonely Tyler dog, who the doctor had said he's obese. <laughs> I don't think he's obese. But, you know, you have to be careful that your dog's, you know, sure. weight. Yes. We and hear that all the time. Yes. <laughs> anyway, and then, and then the, one of the puppies sat on um, Taco's grave, and I thought, well, this is that moment. And so I kept one, and her name is Sadie. And I think she was from some place in L.A. as well, dropped off at one of the city shelters covered in feces and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I, I only have two right now. Only two. You know, we hear a lot of times, especially with actors and actresses, they don't have animals because they travel so they much. They work so much and travel so much, they don't think it's fair to leave the animal at home. Well, I had a one-eyed Pekingese for 18 years as well, and she went everywhere with me. I mean, I never shot in L.A., Vancouver, New York, wherever. Um, I personally just have to have dogs around. Sure. You know, and I think that maybe if I'm going on location for one week or two weeks, um, I don't bring them and, and board them or have friends and that kind of thing. Um, but I just can't imagine because, you know, you always have a home base or if you're on location for a few months, I just I have to have dogs around. I know it's a little more expensive and high maintenance, but that's just kind of my choice, you know. Sure, sure. Are you working? Are you planning on working? Anything coming <laughs> yeah. up? I'm on Arrow now. It's on the CW. Um, my first episode airs, gosh, first week in November. Okay. I'm excited. I'm the mom of a very beloved character on that show named Felicity. Um, and 
she has a love relationship with Stephen, who plays Arrow, and the fans are just extraordinary. So I'm really blessed to be a part of that show. So, and that's just that's kicking off amazing. first season, right? You know, it's in its third season, and it is leading the charge with all these Marvel shows. Um, you know, it's got the spinoff of Flash, Gordon, and also Gotham. It's it's an amazing company to be a part of. You know, it's that whole world, that superhero world. Yeah, <laughs> I often dream about being a superhero. Most of my life, I try. <laughs> Superhound. What kind exactly? Yeah, I'm not just just one that just makes a lot of sense when I talk. That would be the kind <laughs> of superhero. These animals. Yes, there, there you, go. you go. That could be yeah. here. Yes. Well, you keep them up in each arm. There Aww. you go. And fly off with, to their forever homes. Charlotte, <laughs> it was so fun visiting with you today. And I encourage listeners to check out the website, KenGrayHome.com, with two ends. And, of course, we'll put those links over at AnimalRadio.com. And check out the Charlotte Mirror and uh, help mm. out best friends when you get this mirror. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who's the <laughs> fairest one of all? Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. A little bubbly gal. I, I was just enamored with her. I know, you know, I, playing a mother, looking at her picture, it doesn't look like she could play anybody's mother. But she could definitely and, you know, play I, Felicity. I love the show Glee. You know, that's one of my guilty pleasures. So, <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. You can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android and BlackBerry. It's a free download, thanks to the guys over at Dr. Fosters and Smith. Download it now. Ask your questions whenever you have them. And listen to the show whenever you want. Hi, Denise. How are you? Hi, I'm fine. Where are you today? I'm in Comanche, Iowa. Okay. How can we help you? Um, I have a new puppy. She's nine weeks old. And I've given her a bath and combed her. She doesn't have any fleas, but she's scratching a lot and she's tearing up her ear. Mm, okay. What kind of dog is she? She's a pure black German Shepherd. Okay, German Shepherd. And um, is there any kind of hair loss, any kind of sores that you're seeing on her skin? Um, under her arm, one of her front armpit on the one side where she's been scratching, but on her ear, um, it's just red from itching, and she, she's got hair coming out, yeah, from scratching it. Okay. Well, that's not good. Um, now, a lot of times with puppies, they can scratch a little bit, and I'll call that normal, especially if you put a collar on and they're scratching up in that area. You wouldn't believe the times that I've seen pets referred to me because they've had a skin problem, and they actually have a collar on, and they just don't like the collar. So if that might be any part of this problem, take it off and see if the scratching subsides. But if you're actually seeing hair loss in that area, especially if she's uncomfortable or sensitive, you need to get her in for an exam because there's probably something going on and in puppies even if you don't see fleas you know we still check for them and we'll still put dogs on flea preventative so that's still something to think about the other thing is really common in puppies can actually be types of skin mites little microscopic parasites so i would say that in your situation, Denise, I would really want to get your little puppy in, get a good physical exam, and then potentially even check that ear out in case there's an ear problem deep down in that ear canal. I think that's probably the big thing is we need to get a, a little more firm diagnosis of what we've got going on in your little baby there. 
Okay. Now, is there any um, natural remedies for fleas? Because she's, I, everything, thing I read says you can't put them on them unless they're 12 months or 12 weeks old. Well, not necessarily. There are some flea products that are safe for six six weeks and older. So, um, but I guess before I tell you to start treating for fleas, that that's the problem. Um, you know, I, like I said, I really think it's important that we get her properly evaluated. Yeah, because at that age, you know, we need to start talking about puppy vaccinations and other wellness things. So you really need to make sure if you haven't already gotten to a veterinarian that we we do that, and that'll be an ideal time. And if she were in front of me right now, I'd be looking through that skin, um, looking for signs that we might need to sample that and in a lot of cases we'll take a little scraping of the skin look under the microscope and we look for critters um, and I think that's really going to be the first thing so um, you know the only thing I'd say that you could probably do for dry skin in a puppy um, that won't really um, go either which way is you know we can use a colloidal oatmeal shampoo as kind of a non uh, itching type shampoo but I'd, I'd really want to make sure that we are um, getting this baby evaluated and, and really pick up from there because we can go anywhere from fleas to mites to dry skin to an ear infection and, and see which we need to do for her. Okay. This is Dr. Debbie. If you have a question about your puppy, kitten, or lizard, give me a call at one 405 8405 You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at one 405 8405 You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Didn't you take your dog to be uh, tested for its herding instinct? Yeah, yeah, I did, and she passed. Oh, good. So she is of a herding breed, so that's originally where the breed kind of came about, was uh, guarding um, cattle and herding the cattle and guarding the home. And uh, so nowadays, you know, not many of them get that opportunity in suburbia. So uh, it's just a way to kind of test to make sure the breed still retains some of the instincts it was. For people that really get into this, there's actually, um, you can do um, herding certifications. Oh. Um, so dogs can actually, you know, some will just do it for the title. Others do it as a work and a day of life. Um, you know, I met some some dogs that were just amazing at how they worked and move cattle and sheep. And it, it's what they did. So, you know, having animals that have these instincts are very important to people that, you know, need them to, for their uh, their own careers. So, but what does this mean for Nikki now? Are you going to take her out on weekends and let her herd up some cats and <laughs> no, ducks no, and, no, no. I think I think it's just a little notch on her belt to say she did it, and uh, you know it's like an experience. As a kid, I went to like dance classes, I played volleyball. You know, it's something to you know stimulate her mind and her and keep her busy physically. So Nikki is your child, isn't she? She is in every sense of the word, and and, and I do spoil her. Um, but uh, and I did, I just corrected some really big grooming boo boos I had been doing, Joey. So I I got. Some tips and uh, working on uh, getting her to look a little bit better. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it takes time. And Judy says Tony's on the phone for Dr. Debbie. Hey, Tony. Hey there. How are you today? Good. What's going on? Hey, uh, I was calling. Um, I have a cat. I have an exotic short haired cat. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the breed. It's oh, sure. Yeah. Persian. Yeah, they're short haired Persians, basically. And uh, it's considered the extreme exotic short haired. Because it has the complete flat face. And uh, I got this little girl from uh, a breeder. And she sold it real cheap. The reason being is part of her face, I guess it has something to do with her nostrils and her nose. 
uh, something on the inside makes her where she constantly has a runny nose, and when she sneezes, I mean, she'll literally sling mucus all over the place. <laughs> mm. But uh, she said that there really wasn't nothing that could be done, but some vets have said that, uh, you know, there could be surgeries or antibiotics or something. I was wondering mm-hmm. if I could get an idea from what you would think if you've seen this before. Oh, gosh, yes. And and I have to say, I love exotic short hairs, but they don't like me. I am very allergic to the breed, um, along with uh, uh, some different uh, other exotic short hair breeds. They just make me itchy, sneezy, so I start blowing snot all over the place. <laughs> but um, as far as for kitties that do this, and, you know, you mentioned Persians and some of the exotic um, short-haired breeds, they definitely can have a propensity for chronic um, rhinitis, some eye discharge, and, and some degree of that can be normal. However, I usually characterize those kitties as the ones having just a little bit of just the, the brown to mucusy um, eye boogers and nose boogers. If we actually got snot, and snot is in my book equals green or a boogery kind of consistency, then we really have more of an infection component or a rhinitis that's going on. So we may very well have um, some kind of a chronic viral and or bacterial infection. And we know that actually 90% of the cases of kitties with these respiratory snuffly cases, they're generally viral, which means that they can come and go, can be a chronic problem, can actually be worsened at certain times in their life when they're stressed, they're nervous, other things are going on in in their kitty life. Um, So it may not be that there's nothing that can be done, but it may mean that you need to look at what you can do to help control her symptoms and to try to help things out. So um, I definitely, um, if I if I hear someone say, "Oh, we just can't do anything to help my kitty," um, I, I like to make sure that that's truly the fact. And and I think there could be some things done for your baby. Um, just depends on how well we can control that. And uh, you know, it, it is a battle. And there are some cats. I've had cases where kitties with chronic snuffling cases, where they're blowing boogers all over the walls. You know, we, we do our best to manage that, make them as comfortable as possible. And some kitties, it means long-term antibiotics. Sometimes we'll put them on antivirals um, or even things like lysine that can help with the herpes virus that is very common in these kitties. Um, now, that, that would help with the cat symptoms, it can, yeah, because the great majority of these kitties have a viral infection. Um, and of those, 90% of those infections are actually due to herpes virus and Khaleesi virus, which kind of have that waxing and waning course. So lysine is one thing that can help disrupt herpes virus replication in, in animals and as well as people. So we can supplement with that. And there's treats, there's pastes, and all sorts of things like that that we can use. Um, also, sometimes, you know, these antibiotics we'll use on a long-term basis for kitties, and we find a low dose of something that can actually help, maybe control things. Um, and uh, for some kitties, I like to look at whether or not we've done some diagnostics, because I've had some cats where they just, we can't get a handle on things, and they can actually develop little polyps, little kind of growths in the back of the throat or in the sinus passage. And they can even have where the cartilage just gets so diseased after a lifetime of all this snuff and discharge and so forth, that the cartilage in the nose actually gets uh, kind of dead or what we call necrotic, and it actually has to be cleaned out with surgery. So um, there's a lot that can be done. It just kind of depends on establishing where your particular kitty is, and that might mean uh, if you haven't had her to have that yet, to check that out. I would 
definitely recommend you do that. Let them take a good look, a listen, maybe run some basic lab work and try some of the routine therapies, an antibiotic, an antiviral, maybe a lysine supplement. For some people, if you're really good and your cat's really accepting, you can do nasal flushes. Um, but it's not for everyone um, because the scratches can be immense for some cats. Thanks for your call, Tony. Well, uh, what do you say we all get out of here? We go okay. walk our dogs and cats and iguanas and ferrets and flamingos. Go grow my bouvier. Yes, let's yeah. go do that. <laughs> uh, be sure to check out Dr. Debbie's books, Yorkshire Terrier, Shih Tzus, Pugs, Mini Schnauzers, How to Be Your Dog's Best Friend. They're over at Amazon, and they're uh, downloadable Kindle books. And don't forget to download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android and BlackBerry. It's a free download, thanks to the folks over at Dr. Foster's and Smith. You can uh, ask your questions whenever you have them, listen to the show whenever you want. And is that it? I think that's it. If you want a transcript of the show, go ahead, write down everything we say, and send us five bucks. (laughs) Does does that work? It works for me. Okay. (laughs) We'll see you next week right here on this fine station. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. is Animal Animal Radio Network. Network.